Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have an entrepreneur amongst us today who's been there, done that, more on technology and services that he provides. So why don't I introduce him and let's find out from him what he does. So welcome, Jeff. Hey, Wajif, thank you so much. Uh, hey, listen, I've been a fan of your podcast ever since I stumbled across it and, and digested quite a few of them before we connected. So uh, I am honored to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. So why don't we begin with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I, I would submit to your audience that uh, don't fall asleep. I'll be brief, right? <laughs> but uh, I've been in the, um, the technology and financial services space um, for 31 years, right? Uh, and uh, th that's on the corporate side. Also uh, written five books. Four of them are bestsellers on Amazon. Uh, and one of them, fingers crossed, will join the other four uh, soon. Hopefully, I check the sales stats weekly to see if it's there. Uh, so that's the business and professional side. The, the personal side is uh, uh, married to the same wonderful woman for going on 28 years, four children. We live in beautiful Tucson, Arizona. Awesome. Awesome. So I see that you dabbled in uh, comedy for, for some time. You were in Army for a bit of time before you got into the business that you're in. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I had always been a fan of theater and drama, comedy, uh, and uh, gave it a shot after I uh, left the uh, United States Army. I was only in the Army for three years, uh, right out of high school, right? Where I'm from in Western Kentucky, it's uh, kind of military or preachers or work at a, at a, at a factory or on a farm. And I, uh, college wasn't really in my, in my radar. So I went straight to the Army, uh, got out of the Army and had always been involved in theater and play and drama and tried my hand at that. Clearly, I was not successful. I tried for about 18 months and I quite honestly, I got tired of being broke and hungry. And so <laughs> I, uh, I stumbled, fell in, uh, just by chance, perhaps answered an ad that said um, the cliche of cliche things, uh, insurance salesman wanted. Uh, and that's how I got into the financial services space. Uh, I try to avoid the word insurance because people yawn and they go to sleep. But what we've done in 30 years is, uh, you know, in infusing together technology and chatbots and artificial intelligence in this space is find a way to actually help people beat the insurance companies. That's actually the title of one of my bestsellers, how to beat your insurance companies and really return money back to their checkbook. So that's really what uh, my corporate and pro uh, professional life is about now is uh, um, we teach consumers uh, through our uh, technology offerings in our books, how to beat the insurance company and save money. Awesome. So your company, Rightshore, um, when did you form it and how long have you been running it? Appreciate that question. Thank you. So uh, Rightshore was founded in 2007. I had uh, sold uh, my initial firm to a bank and then took a hiatus and ran some insurance companies uh, and then started this brokerage, Rightshore, in uh, 2007. So we're coming up on, what, uh, 15 years in August of this year. Um, so just uh, just right at 15 years. That's pretty awesome. So what all does Rightshore do and provide? 
Yeah, so we like to say, of course, we uh, we wrap technology around everything, right? And, and by the way, everyone wants that coveted fintech or insuretech brand and logo, you know, associated with right. their name. But um, uh, so, and we're not really after that. We're after uh, what we do, which is we fuse technology together with legal contracts. Insurance is what we sell, but it's all lifted up and presented to the public by what writers come to be known as. And that's our famously friendly humans, right? So uh, right sure is known for famously friendly humans, people that are exceptionally awesome, uh, who leverage technology and to help consumers in 42 states uh, uh, save money. But uh, it's not really so much about saving money, oh, that's important to the consumers. It's about getting the right thing and stop having to shop every six months or every year when your rate increases. Our technology does that. It hugs the policyholder tighter than they've ever been hugged. Um, you know, we infuse um, predictive analytics in there. So if we see you have a young driver coming on, we may reach out and get to them some safety courses. If it looks like you're driving far less, we may say you want to do telematics, that app where you pay by mile, so you pay much less. Um, if you've got a big birthday coming up, we might recommend life insurance or some estate planning. So the way our famously friendly humans weave technology around uh, mean life events is kind of revolutionary, kind of neat. So I, I could take an hour talking about it, but I don't want to bore your listeners either. I, uh, no, uh, what you just said is uh, so refreshing. You know, um, I've personally been in the health insurance space for a while, um, but I see that you, you know, you cater to all kinds of insurances. You know, most of the time, people are left to themselves to educate themselves, figure it out and come back and buy insurance. That's how, that's how things have been, right? Uh, you know, you figure out that you need a home insurance or a car insurance or life insurance. You know, nine out of 10 people don't understand life insurance as well. But what you just said in terms of predictive analytics or in terms of, you know, being the, the one that's holding their hand and telling them what they need and do not need and help them make those choices. I think that's much more important than selling insurance. You know, the sale, the sale will eventually happen when you start doing those kinds of things, don't you think? I absolutely agree. Thank you for echoing those, those comments. I, uh, you know, that's why we don't, refer to our, our staff uh, or as agents. They're famously friendly humans, right? It's completely consultative. There's no sales quota. It's about helping the consumer get the right thing. And, uh, you know, uh, additionally, consumers in this age of shopping for yourself, right, really are led down this path of what's the cheapest? I want the cheapest. All the commercials, all everything surround that. And, you know, what we submit to our policyholders is, you get what you pay for. And if you go outside of the boring, unsexy insurance industry, which I disagree with because I think it's sexy, exciting, and awesome. But if you go outside of our industry and apply the mindset that is applied to our industry, you, you, would, be recognize, you would recognize right away that it's a fallacy and an incorrect assumption. What I mean by that is, if you're going to buy a Hyundai versus a Tesla, you understand that there's a difference in value that you're going to pay for, right? And the same if you take your partner or spouse out to a fast food restaurant versus a really nice high-end steak restaurant. You understand that there's a difference and you're going to get a difference in, in experience and value based upon how you pay. For some strange God unknown reason, in our industry, it is believed, it is perceived, it is understood incorrectly that 
all the policies are the same, and the only differentiator is price. And that's the problem with consumer shopping is because they're driven to just the lowest dollar, not understanding that our entire industry is about legal contracts. We sell legal contracts. And the lower you drive that premium, you're surrendering something. There's just no way, you know, hundreds of insurance companies can offer the same type of coverage and one be, you know, 120% less. It's just impossible. And so just, it helps to consumers to understand rate is important. We get it. You want to pay the least amount, but understand what coverage you're surrendering. And that's the consultative approach we offer. It's, you know, we represent hundreds of insurance companies in 42 states. And if a policyholder just wants the cheapest, we have that. Well, let's educate them, transfer knowledge to them so that they understand what they don't have coverage for. Because the only bad thing you hear about our industry is when a claim isn't paid, but we can't pay what you didn't buy. So... Again, another long-winded answer. I apologize. I, I'm no, no, super I, passionate I about you. this. <laughs> I hear you. So, you know, for, for the common man, insurance is and you know something that you need to have. You must have, but you don't want to use, right? That's what it is. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of this uh, why not just hold on to something that's low dollar comes in, comes in, right? And it goes back to the education angle you know, how many people are educated in, you know, what are they being covered for? And sometimes they don't realize it until they have a claim. Um, you know, the same case with uh, whether it's insurance, uh, what, whatever kind of insurance, uh, you only realize the value of it when there's a claim. And then you want to buy it, but you never want to have a claim. So, you know, that's, so that, that's what it's about. And education definitely helps, you know, being consultative def- definitely helps. And some of the things that you touched on in terms of them reaching out, you know, your people reaching out and saying, hey, you've got a young driver coming up. You know, what are the ways to uh, get that premium down? What are the ways to cover? What are the ways to make it make make the person a safer driver? Those things are pretty important. Uh, Same thing with life insurance. Life insurance, not a lot of people understand the difference between term and universal, for instance. Um, You know, people know that as they age, if they pick on something, if they pick on any of these insurances, they'll, they'll start to get more expensive. That's all they know about. And then how many parents are educating their kids about what to expect as they step into the world? It's true. There's, uh, I would submit to every listener that um, we, I have four children, so I blame myself. I, I have uh, not fully prepared them from a financial literacy standpoint. Um, they're going to have to learn by trial and error, unfortunately, like I did. And so, you know, part of what we're doing on, on just the, our vertical, the insurance space, is um, trying to transfer knowledge to, to these young youthful drivers or these young drivers. Now, again, you understand we were teenagers. We know everything or Google solves everything for them, right? But there's still some stuff that, that we owe uh, to them to teach them to transfer that, that information to them. And so, you know, we try to get them in not just insurance courses, but financial literacy courses to give them a leg up because it's not taught in our schools and it goes well beyond our, you know, there's no fiscal uh, motive for us. It's really about how to make the world a better place. And the more knowledge people have, the better decisions they can make. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, what's the best way uh, to find out about your company and its offerings? You mentioned 42 plus states. So how do people find you and uh, how do they engage with you? 
Yeah, I appreciate that opportunity. So I'll give you two websites, right? Um, so our first one is our company one. It's RightSure, and I'll spell it. It's R-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-E.com, RightSure.com. And then you can quote yourself on there, or get in touch with any of our famously friendly humans. And then um, uh, I always have to plug my books. Uh, my books are on Amazon, but you can get there uh, at JeffArnold.com. That's J E F F. A-R-N-O-L-D.com. And uh, welcome, any comments, dialogue, conversation. Uh, this is what I was put on this earth to do. So look forward to hearing from your listeners. Awesome. So tell us about your books, Jeff. You mentioned uh, five of them, right? Yeah, I'd love to open that. So uh, real quick, I'll run through them. Uh, the, the first one is uh, The Art of the Insurance Deal. And that's because in my earlier career, I was fortunate to buy 42 uh, insurance firms and some insurance companies because uh, part of a big bank and had a large balance sheet and uh, some exceptionally smart people there and the CFO and the uh, um, operational piece that allowed me to do what I do. Uh, and so uh, catalog that, memorialize that all in a book, talking about those um, those deals we, we did, how we raised the capital, mostly the failures we made because it's more failures than successes, just like any entrepreneur, right? And so not just trying to stand on a box and yell how great we are. We try to show you know, how fallible and uh, uh, failure prone we are like anyone else. So you, you kind of really feel what we've been through. The second one was how to beat your insurance company because I was uh, sitting at our summer place uh, calculating how much I've paid in insurance over the years. And it's an insane amount. It's six figures. I talk about it in the book. And so thought, you know, how do we teach people uh, how to get some of these premiums back through the life insurance you mentioned? You know, from 20 to 70 or 30 to 70, you can pay into it and get it all back if you buy the right life insurance. But if something happens, it goes to your estate, you know, tax-free, lots of super simple but sophisticated financial planning stuff. And then the others real quick are just on uh, using technology in, in the insurance space. And then some bold yet coming true predictions that I made for 2025 and beyond in our industry. And then the, the last one, uh, which is not a bestseller yet, it's called Moments with Mukha. Uh, and Mukha is just a, a straw creature that we made over the years to uh, that kind of walks the hallowed halls of RightShare to challenge our famously friendly humans to do the right thing, to go above and beyond and leave an exceptional client experience on every call and every interaction. So uh, that's, that's the five books there. Awesome. And what time period did you write these in? Um. I think starting from 2013, uh, I started actually seriously thinking about putting uh, pen to paper. And then I just went through all my old to-do list. And so about eight or nine years ago, and it took several years to get published, right? I felt like I was uh, in high school asking a date for the prom. I just got rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection, <laughs> right? And so finally, I landed on a publisher who said... Uh, uh, quite, quite candidly, you know, no, no money up front. We'll publish it. Uh, we'll see how it does. And that's fine. It worked out great. It taught me about it. And so the first one was done that way. And the rest have been self-published because I'm kind of a hands-on take control kind of person. Awesome. So here's a, here's a thought for you. I think you should definitely write a book on, uh, you know, the financial steps or the, uh, not so much as just insurance, but the financial prowess that any teen should be educated in as they step into adulthood and life. Something to think about. 
I love that challenge. And in fact, uh, I cannot reveal the name yet because we're under an NDA. We haven't finalized agreement, but that's the same passion, right? With, with uh, no remuneration, no economic benefit for Rightshore. Um, it is uh, a person that's creating a master class. And we want to adopt that and offer it to our policyholders. There might be a small fee to them, but none of it's passed on to us, but is literally from a philanthropic way how can we teach the next generation how to be more sophisticated financially? I mean, there's, it's, it's uh, easy to get sideways. And, uh, you know, I made a lot of stupid mistakes, right? And I, I've tried to give some counsel to our young people, but it's better if we have a, a, a class with an agenda to go through. So I appreciate that challenge. We're actually working on that uh, uh, clandestinely in the background. <laughs> awesome. And here's, here's another one, right? I, you know, even, even the adults, for that matter, you know, you have your uh, flexible spending accounts, you have your HSAs and such, and then 401ks for that matter. And people tend to switch jobs, right, over a, over a long career. And uh, I, I personally feel a lot of people don't understand their HSAs so well, and they might have contributed money and it's sitting in a pot somewhere that they have no idea they just walked away from it when they moved between jobs. And the same happens with 401k. You know, how many people really educate themselves about these and keep track of those as they move along in life? That's very valid. I mean, that stuff is portable, right? It's, uh, it's yours to take with you, but how many people don't? Or maybe they leave their employer under not good circumstances and don't want to reach back out. But I don't know what the amount is. It's probably millions, if not billions, that is sitting there, unaccessed, un un unused, untapped. Um, it's a very valid point, kind of like find your missing money or get your lost money back kind of thing. So it's mm -hmm. a great challenge. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, you just opened up uh, so many thoughts in terms of how can you how can someone be proactive uh, within the insurance space, you know, education consultation is much more important than trying to make a sale because if you educate and consult, the sale will naturally happen. And, and I think that's what, uh, uh, what you're doing, right? Sure, with your technologies and uh, I was so grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I'm, I'm honored and uh, grateful to be on your show. Appreciate uh, having the time to sit and talk with you. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah.